0: This podcast is presented by State Farm, a proud supporter of women's soccer and all women's sports. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
1: When you have an injury and you're the best player, the pressure from the country and the fans to get that player fit sometimes skewwhiffs everything. Skewwhiffed?
0: Is that like <laughs> is that like the Shakespearean tense of skewered?
1: Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. Um,
0: skew- absolutely not. Well, okay. <laughs>
1: From Apple News, I'm Rebecca Lowe
0: And I'm still Brendan Hunt
1: And this is After the Whistle
0: We're well underway in the tournament and not everything has gone quite as expected We'll catch you up on all the action over the past few days
1: Plus, The Athletic's Meg Linehan joins us from New Zealand with an insider's take on the US team's tournament chances
0: And reminder, there will be adult language Hello, Rebecca.
1: Hello, friends. So we've kind of well and truly into into some meat in this World Cup, so to speak. Oh,
0: yeah. We've hit the meat wall. Uh, <laughs> Got and... the meat sweats.
1: <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had the meat uh,
0: sweats? Oh, I'm sure I've had the meat sweats. Yeah. I think I've had the meat sweats from pizza. In
1: wow, fact. that must have had a lot of meat on it.
0: Well, you know, you get the meat sweats sometimes with the cheese sweats. Ooh. And uh, that's life in the Midwest. Rebecca, I'll take you there sometime. You'll you'll check it out. Uh, We have completed the first round of group stage matches. We've had some beatdowns, Rebecca, some proper beatdowns.
1: I'm a little bit scared, Brendan, I'll be honest. I am looking at two teams in particular, and they've scared me a little bit. And if I'm looking at it from England's perspective, or the US Women's National Team, actually, the Germans are scaring me and the Brazilians are scaring me. I mean, the Spanish are not unscaring me. That's not even a word, but they're not they are also you know hovering around the world of scaries but Germany I mean watching them beat Morocco by six goals to nil. And did you see Alexandra Pop whos back backity back popity pop? We are going to do that every time we say her name. I can't help it I have to say it.
0: Well you have um, to say that, but I have but you know, as a as someone who was listening to rap music in high school, I always had to say pop goes Louisa because Louisa goes pop. <laughs> and also would it be wrong if we made the weasel her nickname? Uh, um, I'm sure it doesn't translate well into German. There's probably you no know, Pop goes de Weasel. Like, that probably doesn't exist. But I, like, I
1: wouldn't love it if, if you called me a weasel. So I don't think Sure,
0: sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it's evocative. And like, people love weasel So the weasel. Pop goes the Weasel, goes the Weasel, goes pop. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs>
1: Right, so the weasel got two goals, right? And this is the weasel who, oh, this is amazing. You're good at nicknames, <laughs> not all the time. Um, this is the weasel who against England was injured in the final of Euro 2022. And so pretty much that's why England won, because she is fantastico. She's
0: unstoppable. And yeah. her,
1: she's unpoppable.
0: Whoa!
1: Whoa,
0: you have it? I do the nicknames, you do the puns. <laughs> this is great. We're salt, we're pepper, we're oh, peanut butter, we're jam, amazing. as you would call it. This, this, is, this is cracking stuff. Carry on. Uh,
1: what I'm trying to say is, did you see her second goal? Because her second goal, if yeah. anyone at home didn't see it, she headed the ball. Like, did it actually, she actually was facing the wrong direction. That ball did a 180, by the way. She headed it back towards her own goal, because her neck was going that way. anyway, it turned and it got in the back of the net. She's she's brilliant. Germany, to me, Brendan, looked on a different level. Having now watched England, which we'll talk about, and the US women's national team, they look like different level. I, I'm I'm not like it. I'm scared. Scared.
0: They they really did. You know, we have to have the you know, usual caveat of they were playing a team that has never played in the World Cup before. Uh, in Morocco, sure, fine. But six is still six. Yeah,
1: and we've um, and like England played Haiti, you know, there's there's teams like the Philippines who have won. And so I feel like sometimes that argument stands up, but then you look at the other ones and you think, well, England can only put one goal past Haiti and they're, they're not exactly pulling up trees anywhere, are sure, they?
0: Sure, I'm not making it an argument. I'm just, I'm just saying what there's mentioning. That's <laughs> sorry, all. I'm, qu- I'm, I'm quite, not taking anything away from sorry, Germany. Sorry,
1: I know. What's wrong with me? I'm quite hyped up about this. I just, <laughs> I feel like I just thought that, Maybe your team and my team might be as impressive. So that's why I'm nervous. Well,
0: well, we have um, two-thirds yet of group stage to go. But the thing is, that yeah, true. that may not have been the best team nor individual performance of the group stage so far because Brazil comes along oh. with a player who was not on my radar. And if you're going to tell me that uh, someone from Brazil was to get a hat trick, I'd have been like, oh, uh, Dabinha? No. Hmm. Marta? No. Uh, who you got? Well, step forward, Ari Borges. My heavens, not only three goals, but a heeled assist for the fourth oh. in their 4 nothing win over Panama. I mean, they're playing with the ball. They're doing tricks. Like, they looked like a Brazil team. And, you know, very few people had them in their, you know, the top of their threats chart mm. um, with the acknowledgement, though, that there's Pia Daga coaching the team now to try to get them some organization, et cetera, et cetera. But, again, it's only Panama. always respect to Panama. But <laughs> they looked formidable.
1: They were like Brazil doing Brazil things, weren't they? And they were attacking yes. with like five players. The wing backs were so high the whole time. When Marta came on, she got that lovely reception. That was just lovely when Marta came on um near the end. But yeah, I agree. Brazil, Germany both not playing brilliant opposition, but both doing excellent jobs. Spain beating Costa Rica by three goals to nil. Oh, gosh, who else? Um France nil-nil against Jamaica. Want to talk about that?
0: Yes. Yes, I do. Oh, you might. So that is where, you know, one of the favorites not having the romp that people mm. might have expected. And it is a CONCACAF team who are expected to go the way of uh, what was happening with, with Panama and Costa Rica. But instead, Jamaica hangs in there. Uh, I mean, France had chances. They were like inches wide on multiple shots. But what a performance by Jamaica. Now, there is a, uh, a twist in the tail that unfortunately their captain and best player, Bunny Shaw, Got a uh, red card for a second yellow. A second yellow that I didn't think was that big of a thing, frankly. I don't, I'm not you sure didn't? if she got that yellow. No, I mean, trailing leg a little bit, but like she wasn't being malicious particularly. <sighs> eh.
1: I I, I, I'm going to slightly beg to differ. I thought it was not a great challenge.
0: Mm. Um, and just for those who are listening for the first time, if Rebecca says she slightly begs to differ, she actually means she firmly <laughs> begs to differ. She's being very, very polite.
1: On my come show, in. we have a thing called IFS at NBC because I feel strongly IFS. I come up with that a lot because guess what? I feel strongly a lot. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Bunny Sean, she's going to miss the next game. But I feel like, though, with France, Brendan, it was just one of those days. It happens in football a lot. That kind of hit, yeah. you know, a couple of inches wide of this post, a couple of inches wide at that post, a couple of inches over the bar. It was just one of those days. They had tons of chances. At least they were making the chances. Yes, the finishing was a bit off, but they were making a ton of chances. So I'm not too worried about that. I don't think they'll be too worried about it. So they'll have to just take that and move on and, and do better with their next two.
0: But here's the catch. Their next match is against Brazil. Good point. So this is going to come to a head here. And in the meantime, if Brazil wins that match and either Jamaica or Panama, especially Jamaica, can get a result, then France is in big trouble. That's a
1: good point. That is a good point you make. France-Brazil is going to be quite the game, by the way.
0: Ooh, football, 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 <laughs> football. I, love it, I love it so much. <laughs> uh, one other beatdown I don't think we mentioned, which is uh, Japan 5-0 over Zambia. We're not as worried about Japan, generally speaking, but mm. let's remind folks they are uh, former champions and uh, former uh, finalists as well, just two World Cups ago. The finalist part, not the champion part. That was three World Cups ago. But um, but shoot, you know, maybe Japan's on their way too. We shall see. We yeah. shall see. And uh, l- lower on the uh, on the Richter scale, but still important for those of us who are fans of the U.S. Um, uh, Netherlands, Portugal. Netherlands, of course, is the uh, losing finalist of the last World Cup against the U.S., about to have a rematch here in the second group stage match coming up on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And that's the game of the group stage, we'd like to think. So they played Portugal, and Netherlands was in control, I'd have to say, but still only won 1-0. So eh, don't yeah. know what to think about No, that.
1: exactly. You don't know what to think. I feel like Netherlands would have gone into that game thinking they'd do more that they would have done better, just like USA against Vietnam would yeah. have come out of that like got the win. Okay, we move on. So this next group game, like France Brazil, is one of that little kind of clutcher of games, which are the the big hitters for the group stage. So yeah, Wednesday nine pm yeah. Eastern, absolute winner that game.
0: It really just leaves one big uh, group stage game for us to discuss, yeah. Rebecca. One that you know I'm so sorry that I wasn't able to talk with you about sooner, but here we are. England won Haiti nil. <sighs> uh, was that the scoreline you had in the pool?
1: <laughs> no. I mean, that was not great, was it? I mean, let me start by saying England, as I don't think I've actually mentioned yet, won the Euros last year. Have I mentioned that? And the f- Oh, have they? Uh, yeah. And the have first they. game you of- you caught
0: breast of that? <laughs> the okay. first okay. game
1: of that for them was against Austria and they won 1-0 and it was a similar situation. Austria were pretty poor. England didn't play very well, but they got the job done. So there is lots of people saying it's okay. It's just exactly the same as what happened at Euro 22. We're going to ease into the tournament. This time around, though... It feels different because we're missing so many players. I know we don't want to talk about all the players we're missing, but my God, do we miss Beth Mead so much. I would say there was a couple of really good performances. Chloe Kelly, for me, when she gets on the ball, is radic. I mean, she always makes things happen. She creates stuff. She finds little spaces, nooks and crannies. Lauren James, Reese's sister, for anyone who doesn't know that, Reese James for Chelsea, his sister Lauren James. When she came on, she looked really good, so I'm hoping that she can start. Russo up front. I'm not sure about. Rachel Daly came on. But Rachel Daly, I thought this weird situation with Rachel Daly, the England striker who plays striker for her club, but at the Euros was playing fullback. She was playing left back. They've converted her to a striker. She's hugely experienced. But I don't know, I just feel a bit like we're kind of scratching around for converted players up top. I just, I don't love it for England. What's interesting is that during the Euros we played six games to then end up winning it? Serena Viegman, the England manager, did you know this, Brendan? Did not change the starting eleven once. So for the first game against Austria, right mm. up until that final, she never made a single change to the starting lineup. So is that her thing? Is that just a quirk that happened last year? Is she going to do the same? Because I don't want her to do the same. I'd like her to make some changes, please. I really would. I'd like Lauren James to start. I think I'd like Rachel Daly over Russo. I think Russo's better coming off the bench. So I'd like some changes, please, Serena Wiegmann, even though you're amazing because you won us the Euros, but let's make some changes. So yeah, all a little bit deflating, very similar feelings in a way to some, some US Women's National Team fans thinking they should have been better. But, you know, got the job done. A win is a win.
0: Yes, as we you know keep repeating, weird things can happen in your first group stage game. So you take those three points and you run away and you never look back. Then who does England have coming up next?
1: Well, we've got, similar to the US, our hardest game, Denmark, which is going to be Friday morning, 4.30 a.m. Eastern time, Ugh. Um, which is a better time for people watching in England. But yeah, so England, Denmark, really, really big game, really big game.
0: And then you got China. That's no, that's no gimme either. Oh, all I right, know. we'll see. We will see about all these things. Okay, then just a couple other things to uh, sort of note about this first wave of matches. Uh, first of all, there've been no score draws. There've been plenty of draws. But they've all been nil-nils. And on top of that, there's only been one match where both teams scored. And that was Sweden's comeback win 2-1 against South Africa. That
1: is weird. What is that about? You wonder whether that is just a quirk or whether there's a reason for that. But that is weird. We need more goals from two teams at the same time. Come on.
0: Well, it could be starting now with our England-Denmarks and our France-Brazils and our Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) US-Hollands. Crackling stuff. Crackling stuff coming up. Um, and now, in honor of our host nations, we bring you a quick miniature A to New Z. And, of course, the A skips our good friends, Argentina, because they are not hosts. We begin with Australia. Nothing much to report because they haven't played a second match yet. Of course, they lost the greatest player in the world, Sam Kerr, right before their opening match. They had the benefit of a whole week between that match and the next one, which will be coming up here on Thursday, against Nigeria, who surprised with a point against Canada. So... A nation awaits. We'll see if Sam heals in time, but there have been conflicting messages from the team, right, Rebecca?
1: Um, All eyes are on Sam Kerr and everybody wants an update. And one of her teammates, one of the young players on the Australia team was doing a press conference or speaking to a reporter. And she was like, yeah, you know, it's a real bummer that, you know, Sam tore her calf. And like the whole of the press room was like, she's torn her calf like tearing your calf like you're, you're out for the whole of the World Cup so that you can imagine the press room all just like oh my god like headlines Sam Kerr out for the World Cup and the poor press officers were like texting all the journalists like no 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 no, like, like she's, a, she's a young kid this kid like she just misspoke <laughs> what
0: my client means to say is uh...
1: <laughs> exactly I just just it was a strain it was a calf strain so it's like beep 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 like everyone's like backtracking on the headlines but thank god because we do not want a torn calf we want Sam Kerr in the tournament and hopefully ready for the Canada game um, but you. What my worry is and this kind of brings back like PTSD from England World Cups down the years with Beckham and with Rooney is when you like metatarsals and everything when they go broken and you're up against the clock and you're the best player like we've had it with Beckham we've had it with Rooney and we had it with Harry Kane when you have an injury and you're the best player the pressure from the country and the fans to get that player fit sometimes skew everything it skew um kind of the right way to think about things. It makes decisions different. Like, everything takes on a weird perception. And I really just hope that Sam Kerr, if she is ready for Canada, is ready for Canada and isn't slightly being skewiffed, three times I've said that, by the pressure on her to be ready. Do you know what I mean?
0: Now that you've said it three times, I feel comfortable asking, is that like <laughs> Is that like the Shakespearean tense of skewered?
1: Absolutely not, no, absolutely not. Um
0: skew- Absolutely not. Well, okay. To
1: skew if something, I skew if, you skew if, we all skew if. Um, it's um it it skew- oh, it kind oh, of oh. twists things. It like twit makes it look weird. Like, oh, uh-huh. you skew if that into something else.
0: <laughs> you got a spelling for me on this uh you know on this what? word that you're pretending existed before this <laughs> conversation?
1: I'm gonna go S-K-E-W-I-F-F is what I'm gonna go with.
0: Okay, all right. I'll uh, head to my uh, my in Shakespeare uh, later on, and we'll just give that a, a look through. Okay, well then, no. on to the uh, New Zed part of this uh, equation.
1: So the thing about their group, New Zealand, they're in Group A with Switzerland, Philippines, and Norway. Um, the points read Switzerland 4, New Zealand 3, Philippines 3, Norway 1. And that means, because two games have been played, that the final day, and who doesn't love the final day of group stage, is going to be cray-cray. Because virtually, well, they can, all, <laughs> they can all go through, you know, with their separate games. So I just really hope, it's always the way, isn't it? It's all, we always say it. If the host nation goes through then it's a good thing for the tournament, especially New Zealand, because they are just lagging that slight, as we said in episode one, behind Australia in the excitement stakes. So if they were to get to a knockout stage, that would be just take the game forward massively.
0: Yeah. But even even then, though, to be fair, like Philippines getting through would just be massive. It would be something that confirms the value of making this a 32-team tournament, actually. You know, one of those those neophyte dark horses getting in. Like, all right, well done. Carry on. Let's do this again in four years.
1: Yeah, good point. Yeah, good point. We're going to be right back after this with our special guest, Meg Linehan.
0: This podcast is presented by State Farm, which believes in amplifying the voices and profiles of women athletes. By ensuring coverage for female athletes today, State Farm helps set the stage for women's sports tomorrow. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Ladies and gentlemen, and others, our guest today is a senior writer for The Athletic. She tackles women's soccer in book form, in podcast form. She's been called arguably the most dedicated multi-platform soccer journalist in the country. Joining us from Wellington, New Zealand, where she's covering the U.S. women's team, is Meg Linehan.
2: Meg, lovely to see you. (laughs) Hello, good morning. Good evening. Good morning from Wellington.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How is all of that?
2: You know, it, the time zones are fun. I think it's really fun to wake up and someone's tried to call you three times at two o'clock in the morning. You're like, <laughs> it's not happening. It's just not <laughs>
0: happening. I don't have to answer you from my place in the future. <laughs> yeah. You know,
2: when I was here in 2019 for The Athletic, I was the only one on the ground, right? It was really just, just me eating a lot of croissants. And also, you know, there's the equal pay fight happening. Megan Rapinoe is fighting with Trump. Like, so it was just... It was chaotic, but it was just me and kind of trying to navigate all of these stories. Whereas now there's, I think, 13 of us here on the ground for the athletics. So like, I have a lot more to do <laughs> in, in a strange way, even though there's so many more of us because we have so many more resources. So for me, it's even just an adjustment of like, I wake up, okay, wh- what is lying ahead of me? What are the games ahead And just kind of living, honestly, from day to day. I don't know what... I know that there's a U.S. game tomorrow. I don't know what tomorrow will look like beyond that. That's the only known thing on my day. You mentioned Megan croissants,
1: as we say croissants, I think you guys <laughs> say croissants um, yeah. in France in 2019. The one thing I've noticed from you and quite a few of the, the reporters covering it on the ground, a lot of food pictures, yeah. a lot of New Zealand breakfast pictures, and it all looks phenomenal. I mean, that's a bonus.
2: Yes. No, the food here is crazy. The coffee here, the coffee culture. Now, I've only been in New Zealand because I'm following the US. I will eventually go over to Sydney, but the coffee culture here is crazy. Like I, I have found the limit of of how many flat whites you can put in a human body uh. and still survive. It is three. I had to go lie down for a few minutes and just let my heart rate calm down.
0: Okay, noted. I'll put that in my, on my my prep docket. Um, what have been other differences, just sort of like tournament-wise, between this one and, and 2019 for you, you know, in terms of just the vibe uh, everywhere mm-hmm. and then, you know, the nitty-gritty of like, you know, nonsensical FIFA things.
2: Yeah. I mean, FIFA this time around, I feel like has gotten a million times better. Like, honestly, it's a lot easier to cover this tournament. So, you know, I think there have been a few issues and I don't think anyone is expecting perfection by any stretch, but I feel like there is a new real difference to be proactive in terms of trying to help people cover this tournament, which feels very different. I think there's a lot of storylines that we're watching around FIFA just in terms of, you know, prize money is being introduced for players. And there's a lot of questions like Gianni Infantino in his opening press conference, like that was my question of you've announced prize money, but how do we make sure it gets to players? Because that's a known issue Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. women's game of like, the money is somewhere and the money's supposed to get to players and it never happens. And The answer was like, well, the federations are in charge of it, which is great. It's not the answer I was looking for. The answer is, how are you making sure it gets there? So there's that still kind of usual struggle. But like when you're at a game and you need something, the FIFA folks here honestly are are truly going above and beyond in a way that was not happening in 2019. So I want to give them props for when they do something right. (laughs) But from a vibes point of view, I mean, in France, you could walk down the street in pretty much any host city and not know that a world cup was happening. Like have no, unless you were at the stadium, you would have no idea. And here you get off the plane in Auckland and you are just like slapped in the face by the world cup. So there's, like, a huge installation. It looks like a little soccer field. There's a help desk specifically for people coming to the World Cup. Like, it is everywhere. There's bunting everywhere. There are Americans everywhere. We roll deep. We travel well. (laughs) I'm probably getting recognized more here (laughs) than I do in the United States. Because everybody's here for the game. So, like, they see me and they're like, hey. So for me, it feels like a much better World Cup vibe, and it, it's very funny because I feel like the New Zealanders here are always like, oh, we don't know if we're doing this well enough, and I'm like, you are killing it. Like, compared to France, like, you are, you have an A-plus in my book. Like, please feel like you have accomplished something with this because it really does feel like there's a tournament, like, you walk down the street and you will just hear people talking about it. And what's great to me is, like, they're just saying, like, oh, at the World Cup, are you going to the World Cup? There's no, like, are you going to the Women's World Cup here? It's just World Cup. That is so
1: good. It's so nice. That that like warms my heart. Everything you've just said warms my heart. It's like kind of sad that we should feel so happy about something (laughs) that should be that way. But it is, Meg. That's just so lovely to hear. Goodness me, some progress in some areas at least. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, let's talk about the footy. I know you've spoken already about the Vietnam game, but let's just, for anyone who doesn't listen to your pod, mm-hmm. um, which is brilliant, let's just touch on that. You're very much in the camp of it was never going to be 10-0, it's a job done, decent performance, we move on, correct?
2: Yes, very much. I mean, yeah, there was a strange question to Sophia Smith in the mix on after the game of being like... Did you score enough goals? And she was like, that's a strange question. Like, straight up, like, she was like, that's a strange (laughs) question. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think everybody looking at Vietnam, they had an uneven path in their buildup to the World Cup. But then you saw that result against Germany, who, to be fair, are, like, my favorites for this tournament. Like, I'm expecting a USA-Germany final. So when I see a 2-1 scoreline for Germany, you immediately have to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, this is not a Thailand situation. And we've seen that across the tournament that the debutants are good, right? Like, again, this, it's not even just the gap to the US is narrowed, but like everybody coming into this tournament is a better team than people are thinking of because they watched 2019 and that scoreline happened, right? And for Vietnam, they played a five back, right? Like, it was just this very, tough low block, which is exactly what they were expecting. So for someone in that US environment who has been in every single media available, I've been to every single US Women's National Team game this year, right? Like that has been the message this whole time of we're not overlooking them. This is not a guaranteed result. Everyone needs to slow down and realize that this is going to be a good, tough game for us. So Get through that Trinity Rodman scare early, right? Like that was a a heart and mouth moment super early in because she has a known back issue. She's fine. She can play. So in theory, no notable injuries, right? We'll pray for that. And then (laughs) you get Sophia Smith involved in three goals, two goals, one assist, showing that she is ready to like step into this World Cup environment and provide. And to me, I'm just... Like, I knew that that was immediately going to be the discourse around. That. This is the fascinating thing to me of, like, they get crucified if they score 13 goals and celebrate, and now they get, like, criticized if they score three goals and they win and they move on. Like, a win is a win is a win in a World Cup, because as long as you advance, it's all that matters. So to me, they got the job done, and that was exactly the level, I think, that that folks who know this team and know the opponent were expecting.
0: Well, to stick with the US then for a little bit, now we have the Netherlands, the uh, 2019 final rematch, of course, and uh, obviously the biggest uh, match in this group. What are you looking forward to in this match in particular? How much of the same lineup do you think we'll see?
2: I guess now the question is, and this is what we've been kind of looking for this whole time, is, is Rose Lavelle healthy enough to start? Because that, to me, is the one change that happens as Savannah DeMello goes as a substitute and... Roosevelt steps in as a starter.
1: She looked at it, Mike. She looked yeah. at it when she came
2: on, didn't she? Yeah, she really did. So that was the play of game 1 is that you get Rose in the game, but obviously that was also a very physical game too, so mm-hmm. it felt like very much the right decision of you give her 30, you get her back on the field, obviously like immediately had that shot that went off the crossbar, right? So like she looks good, you you feel confident in that ability. So for me, I think the one change is Rose Lavelle comes in, right? Which Immediately makes this team a million times better. No offense to Savannah DeMello, who, you know, that's her second US women's Mm. national team appearance, her first start (laughs) for the national team in the opening game of the World Cup. And I thought she did great. And I trust her on dead ball service, but Roosevelt is Roosevelt, and there's no one like her. But yeah, I I think, you know, the Netherlands Portugal game, I don't know if you watched it, but like it was not a great game and Netherlands were very wasteful. Right. So for as much criticism as the U.S. was getting about like you're not finishing your chances, like the Netherlands were not finishing their chances. So it's not going to be this 2019 final rematch, I don't think, also because both teams just have such key injuries still.
1: Meg, talking about finishing chances, did you hear what Carly Lloyd said on Fox when she said that, you know, ever since Flacco's come in in 2019, the general theme has been poor finishing. And of course, she played at the Olympics two years ago and that was the case. Mm-hmm. Do you go along with that, having seen literally every minute of every game? <laughs> is that a sort of a theme that is a major problem?
2: Yeah, I think the two main themes of this team have been, you know, what's happening in the midfield, right? And part of it, to be fair, was just injuries here of, you know, Julie Ertz being out after the Olympics, having her, her baby, and then Sam Mewis missing. Like to me, Sam Mewis was kind of a massively key player in that midfield. And so that's been like, I think storyline number one, and then storyline number two is why aren't they finishing? Because these are all elite forwards, right? Like you look at that forward line, it's Sophia Smith, it's Alex Morgan, it's Trinity Rodman, and we see them in the NWSL. And they're just, like, balling out. And then you put them in this national team environment, and then suddenly it's just not quite there. And the theory has been, okay, chemistry, like, they have to build. We're not always seeing the same combinations. But when Mallory Swanson was unhurt, like, she was finishing, right? She was finishing. She was mm-hmm. the leading goal scorer of this team. So it feels fair to say because I think it has been a known issue, but I also don't think it's necessarily as big bad all of the time as people think it is
1: uh, Megan just from the from the person who knows this team probably better than anybody else maybe other than Black Co., your gut instinct you've said it's USA Germany final so our
2: last question to you is your gut tells you the winner will be I think this is why I'm only predicting the final but it feels like Germany right at the moment have fewer issues mm. heading into this tournament so mm. Germany has always kind of been on my radar of like I feel like they're never getting the attention that, like, England is getting, right? But Mm. Germany makes me nervous. But I think we also saw when we played them in in two friendlies back in November, the game that the U.S. lost, the first one, the U.S. was the better team. (laughs) And then the game that they won was a little more even. So I think they are actually on pretty even footing right at the moment. But, yeah, it, it does feel... It feels a little, a little, a little nervous if we get into a USA. German, anything can happen.
0: The great Meg Linehan. Follow her on the Athletic. Follow her podcast, Full Time with Meg Linehan.
1: Meg, thanks. You're the best. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
0: We have to take a quick break. Stay with us.
1: or off the pitch, women athletes deserve to be recognized for being awesome competitors and for being inspiring role models for generations to come. That's why State Farm is proud to present this podcast. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: All right, everybody, we're going to do a bit of a wind down here as we approach not only the bits, but also the bobs. Rebecca, you had one more concern about England you would like to espouse.
1: Yeah. Have you heard about this Mary Earps story, the goalkeeper for England, who was talking the other day, gave an interview about the fact that nobody, no one in England, no one in the world can buy her jersey, right? Her top, her goalkeeper's England strip. Now, if you want to go and buy Alex Greenwood or Chloe Kelly, fine. But for some unknown reason, Brenda Nike are not producing a Mary Earps shirt. And she's kind of gone to them and said like, can we, can we do this? Can we, because people are asking me to buy it. Now, several reporters have asked Nike about this and so far they haven't given a comment. I mean, it probably doesn't help that Mary Earps is sponsored by Adidas, or as you guys say, Adidas, but she is the maybe best goalkeeper in the world. So that basically sends the message, Brendan, doesn't it? So you're at home in England and your little kid says, oh, I want a, you know, "I want a Mary Earps shirt. Oh no, you can't have that one, but you can have like Rachel Daly. So the kid's like, oh, goalkeepers must be like, totes unimportant. Like, not interested, like, if they can't even get a shirt, okay, well, I'll push them to one side. Well, that's not good, is it? That's not good for the game, for anybody. Ridiculous. Come on, Nike, be better.
0: Sell the shirt. Sell the shirt. Our only other bit and bob. So uh, we've alluded on this podcast to the uh, truly galling fact that um, both our men's team and women's team do not really have a suitable nickname. Uh, But the women's team, of course, is the issue front and center. In the previous pod, I uh, semi-flippantly tried out uh, soccer daughters, take that out for a walk, with the logic being, you know, we soccer moms, uniquely American thing. You want to have something uniquely your country when you have your nickname for your country. But they're not all moms, so we can't say soccer moms, but they're all daughters, so soccer daughters. Anywho, uh, I got texts from uh, from our good old friend, Sarah Spain, who was like, no, Brennan, that's not the one. And then she had a whole bunch of ideas, which I'm not going to share with you yet, because here's uh, what we would like to pitch. Let's see if we can figure this out between now and the end of the tournament. Now, these things always have to be grassroots and organic. They can never come from a podcast, but we're going to and buy it anyway. <laughs> Please send to us your suggestions for nicknames for the US women's national team. You can at Rebecca or myself on Instagram. I am at Brendan hunting. Rebecca is at Rebecca low TV.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't normally invite people into my DMS. I'm not going to lie, but if you mm-hmm. want to come along and send us your suggestions for the nicknames, I will check my DMS, even that weird inbox with like the really weird messages. I'll even go in there.
0: Yeah, I don't like going there. I don't like going there. At I all.
1: don't like going, I never like going there, but I'll go in there.
0: Patriotic duty patriotic duty for my birth country, for your piece of paper and a ceremony country. <laughs> this is our job. It's our obligation. There's a moral thing.
1: And then we'll report back, right? So next episode, once you've sent us all your things to at Rebecca Lowe TV and at Brendan Hunting on Instagram into our DMs, we'll then bring a few to the table. We'll whittle a few down, sieve a few out and bring a few to the table. And then hopefully by the final episode, by the final, we will have a name that we can move forward Forever with Maybe like they could Officially adopt it Maybe we could get Some endorsements I mean I think There could be A whole future with this
0: Yeah because clearly Not having a nickname Has been a real problem For yeah, the results Yeah they,
1: they just Yeah real problem just, yeah. It,
0: It's been It's been a real <laughs> albatross On the yeah. old so, neck, we're so we're just trying to help
1: We're just trying to help
0: Uh, so there we go Uh, one more time for those of you in the back uh, USA versus Netherlands biggest game of the group stage that will be Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern 6 p.m. Pacific time Um, let's keep them fingers crossed prediction Rebecca
1: um, I'm going to go draw I think it might be 1-1 it's real boring isn't it and I love that fence again I know I know you're going to bring up the fence but I, I'm going to go 1-1 because I think that you guys are still easing in and I think that they're decent sorry
0: no I am bummed you said that because I was going to say score draw as well finally get a score draw in this tournament but in the game where we least want to see it let's see what happens
1: alrighty good luck my friend
0: Be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, where you can also rate and review us. It really helps people find the show.
1: And for round-the-clock tournament news, scores, and standings, check out My Sports on the Apple News app, where available.
0: We'll be back with reaction to the us Netherlands match on Thursday in your podcast feed. So, uh, really, like, you know, England loves hip-hop. They've never had third base. Over there, you never heard of third base before? Who's third base? I thought that was something
1: you did with like your high school boyfriend.